best way to knock off the edges with a little yak, straight yak. Um, no motherfucking chaser. Um, I'm gonna start off. I'm gonna start off slim because my brand consultant told me some time ago that I shouldn't get too drunk, especially not too soon. But what's up, world? This is Black Loud Proud, and you're listening to Straight Yak. No motherfucking chaser, literally, right? I know a lot of people are probably wondering, bitch, you ain't recorded a podcast in like three years. Fuck have you been? Um, you know, the easy response is like working, working on myself, um, trying to find a balance between work and, you know, trying to be a fake entrepreneur, you know, that type of shit. Um, but now nah, like, to be honest, um, like, like I, like I said, before I think I started recording, I recorded a podcast last month because it was, um, I don't remember the exact like line for line, but African-American minority, some shit like that. Um, mental health awareness month was in July. And I like to talk about mental health, um, as often as possible because I think we all struggle with it, whether we know it or not. And I know that, in the past, um, I've struggled with mental health issues like a lot, a lot. Um, so I try to take every opportunity that I can to invite people on my podcast, um, to talk about my own personal experiences, um, <laughs> with lack of treatment or with treatment as it relates to mental health. And, you know, one of the things, what was, what was this? 2018. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? Um, 2018, even 2017, I had a period, um, where I just was depressed and didn't realize it. Um, I was like, you know, bills pay, ain't no stressing. What's up G? Um, bills paid. I wasn't stressing about anything particularly, but I found myself like struggling to get out of bed. Um, just like mi like missing a whole day of life unless I actually had to get up and go to work because, you know, work is a thing. I'm an adult. I have to pay bills. So it was just like I would get up in the morning. I would take a shower and that would turn into me like maybe putting on my, you know, my the bottom half. I'd be dressed shoes on but then I gotta like put on my bra and my shirt and it never happens and then I'm just in the bed the entire day um and I was talking to one of my really good friends um she called me you know we was catching up like we do you know every few months um it should be more frequent than that but you know time or whatever I was catching up with one of my friends and she was just like girl how are you and I was like girl I'm good like you know that's typical like response and behavior because like essentially like nothing else was wrong with me and in my life so you know you ask me a question like how are you oh girl I'm good how are you and I was like well shit I don't know like I'm good but I'm in a weird place and so then that opened up you know the door for more questions and I realized that yo I had just been in a real long funk and how I came up out of that funk is one of my really good friends that's like a sister to me um she just started making her business to like approach me you know middle of the day like hey girl you want to go for a walk you know like so I can get outside and get 
fresh air and, you know, like see people and think and maybe catch some sunlight because shit was just all bad. You know what I mean? Um, for a while. And I, I knew that shit. I wish y'all could see this shit. I knew that game was going to fuck with me like that. But anyway, I was in a place for a while and, um, even though I didn't think I had any real problems and couldn't understand why I felt the way that I felt, even though it didn't even feel any particular way. Um, but why I was just losing all of my days and just in the bed all the time. Um, I was just like, yo, I just got to knuckle up and focus on self-care and like getting my life together for real. Um, so my sister's friend happens to be, you know, a therapist like she's a dope, like she's dope as shit. Like she's a dope ass professional secret keeper. Like that's what she calls herself. And I mean, she's dope. I reached out to her like, yo, how much I've been paying out of pocket. I started, she was like, well, when you want to start February one, I want to start off black history month, like literally working on myself to better myself. And like, um, getting help. You know what I mean? And it's like, therapy is so dope. Like it's so fucking dope. It's so needed. It's so necessary. Um, I didn't even know how much I needed therapy until I started therapy. Like I've been to therapy in the past because I've dealt with depression. I've been suicidal. I think I did. I'm sure I did a podcast episode, um, a long time ago on like my own personal experience with mental health. Like, Gee, I was straight up like on a 36 hour cycle. That shit was like one of the worst experiences of my life. And I've experienced a lot of shit and a lot of shit I've actually suppressed um, and tend to forget. That's like really fucked up. But like, fam, 36 hours on cycle. That shit ain't no place for nobody. And how I ended up on, matter of fact, Halima, why are you in here, G? Um, it was when I was at the crib. I was going through a lot. Like I was in grad school. My relationship was falling apart. Uh, when wasn't it? <laughs> I'm not ready to I'm not ready to tell the world about that, about that relationship piece. But my relationship was falling apart. Um financially, I think I was in like a weird place. Blowing money fast, just making poor, impulsive decisions. Um, my side, nigga. Like, I just had so much going on. And I feel like everything came down on me at once. And I kind of, like, went AWOL for a while and disappeared. Uh, what's good, Ken? Ken's world. Um, and I ended up, like, going AWOL and disappearing for, like, I don't know, days. You know what I'm saying? And I don't even... I was so spaced out and so just out of it. I don't even... Um, I don't even know where I like where all I was. I was like in Indiana, like just riding around, like just aimlessly for like days, um, just in a really dark place, uh, contemplating suicide. And I had to call my ex from some random gas station. I don't even think I had money to make the phone call. How did I call? I don't know. But anyway, like young come like G come get me. And I don't even know how I found out the address or none of that shit, but it was just like, come get me. I'm in the middle of Indiana. So when I got back, I decided that I never wanted to be that low again. And in Chicago, like, you know, mental health um, disparities in terms of like treatment and all of that shit. Yo, what's up? Uh, 
TRUs or whatever. Listen, I can read, but sometimes with these names, when there's not spaces, you don't know. But Chicago, like mental health treatment facilities, so many of them have been, you know, shut down. It's like real. It's a really bad state of like mental health services available to people in Chicago, especially people of color, especially people of color without insurance. And so I was like desperately seeking help. And I asked one of my friends who was like a psych major at Howard and, you know, like all of this shit. Um, like, where can I go? Because I don't have no insurance, but I really need, you know, like to see somebody, whatever. And she was like, gee, I'm gonna look into it. I don't really know. And somebody else, um, one of my friends from undergrad was just like, yo, you know, I used to work for Suicide Hotline. They have a, like a list of like resources, maybe reach out to them. Young, I call, this is why when people be like, oh, if you're feeling down, call 1-800-SUICIDE. No, do not do that shit. Because just like I just told y'all, I was just in a low place, never wanted to go back there, but I needed, you know, outpatient, outpatient services, um, or whatever. Like the lady took what I said and flipped it into like me being like this manic depressant, suicidal maniac, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And maybe I was depressed, but I wasn't like suicidal or anything like that. So, you know, I, I lived on 27th in Indiana on the low end. And like right there, if you know what I'm talking about, there's literally a fucking hospital at the end of my block. This lady was like, <laughs> this lady was like, she was about to send the ambulance to come get me fam. You're not about to embarrass me in my house and have me ride literally to the end of my fucking block in an ambulance. So I just hung up the phone with the bitch on when hundred suicide. And I just started booking like towards the hospital. Cause before you could do anything, I'm already at the hospital. So she called me back like mid I'm already halfway down the block. And I'm like, young, I'm about to walk into the hospital. She was like, Oh, I need to speak to them there. I don't know what that lady told them, but I ended up on psycho and it was the, craziest thing like I've ever experienced like I was stuck in ER for like a long period of time like that next morning they came and um took me upstairs to the psych ward it was like jail it was it was like jail it was literally like the period of time that I was there it was like whatever the jail is on Orange is New Black I feel like they dropped my black ass off there like they stripped me down they searched me like I was a criminal like it was mess and from there they transferred me to this um mental health joint on the west side of chicago and that was even worse like the level of call a friend before you call Wayne 100 suicide that's that's all i gotta say i i just don't think that is i think it has good intentions and it may work for some people but i would suggest anybody do not call that but anyway it's so crazy how I just got into that conversation. I don't even know how. Oh, I was saying that the last episode that I tried to record, it failed. And I just wasn't in the mental space to like go back over it after I had tried to do it twice. And I kept telling myself, you know, get back up on the horse, get back up on the horse. And that's one of the lessons that I want people to walk away from this episode with like today. Like literally, it's so motherfucking K if you don't get it the first go round. Like, it's totally okay. Like, oh, I'm going to start, you know, working on myself. Oh, tomorrow, I'm going to make sure I set time aside, you know, for self-care. Sometimes it don't happen that way. Um, And it's okay. Forgive yourself and just get up the next day and say you're going to do it until you actually do it and it becomes a practice. So here I am, back like cook crack on this episode of Straight Yak, right? Um, (laughs) 
I digressed, but that's me. Who else would I be? Um, whew. I ain't even really been drinking like that lately. So this shall be fun, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters. What I really wanted to discuss today is this new terminology that is floating around the internet, right? Um, big dick energy. And I don't know why that came to me today. Um, I don't know what I was thinking about or who I was thinking about per se. Maybe I was thinking about me because I, I think that big dick energy transcends gender. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like in the same way that, you know, Beyonce like suck on my balls, pause. I had, you know, like women, oh, you got the balls, whatever. So big dick energy is like the new equivalent of like, having balls like oh like you got balls you got nuts you know what i'm saying like aka really you know what i'm saying it's about describing a level of confidence and i mean in some cases like um so y'all know me i, I gotta do my research like where did this this term this you know whatever come from big dick energy well it came from like some shit with like ariana grande whatever her name is um the only reason why I wouldn't be able to pick her out in the lineup, but I think her name is familiar because I think she got that song, No Tears Left to Cry. I think that's her song. And so y'all know when I be whipping around, driving Uber and shit, I um listen to pop stations when white folks is in the car, right? Because if it was up to me, I would drive around listening to City Girls all motherfucking day while I'm driving Uber, but you can't. But that's not appropriate for all audiences, period. So I be listening to the pop station and she got a song out right now. No tears left to cry. And it's my shit. Um, I was about to sing it, but I'm going to leave that to that white girl to sing. Okay. Ain't got no tears left to cry. I'm picking it up, picking it up. I'm loving, I'm living, I'm picking it up, picking it up, picking it up. I don't remember all the words. When the when the beat come on, you know, your mind be like, yeah, 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 I remember the words. But anyway, so fucking catchy because all the white people's songs are catchy now. They're all like low-key, like niggery songs because they love our shit. Um, Ariana Grande said something, I guess, about her fiance, boyfriend or something having 10. Yeah, G. <laughs> This song is dope. I love that song. Um, it's so many of those little songs. I be tapping the steering wheel and like singing along to. I know white people probably be in the car like, oh my God, she knows all the songs. Yes, tip in the apple. Tip in the apple. Um, I do. I know all of the songs and all of the pop songs. Girls like you. Yeah, all of them. All of them. It's only eight of them. People be like black radio. Oh, they play the same little stupid songs. Yo, white people, they play the same songs for eight months out of the year. Jesus Christ. But I still be singing along. It was lightning before the thunder, 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 the thunder. Anyway, so Ariana Grande said something about her fiance, her boyfriend or something having like big dick energy or something along the lines of that. Or maybe she said that he had 10, 10 inches or alluded to something like that. And so it became this thing on Twitter about big dick energy, which 
white people and big D energy, that shit is hilarious to me. And so searching the hashtags and Googling like the term, it's comedy because it's like root, like it's, <laughs> it's white people, you know, like with this dope ass term that sound like some shit we would say. And of course, the way that they use it is them white people, in, in my opinion. But when we, when black folks say big dick energy, like it's like swag, it's confidence, it's you know, like it's that thing. Like some got it and some don't. And it's not even about like the size of your penis. You know what I mean? It's about confidence, being secure within yourself, um, self esteem. You know what I mean? Like. Insecure men, that's little dick energy, bro. What like what's wrong with you? Um, insecure women, that's little dick energy, sis. What's wrong with you? Like, I got big dick energy. And I and the funny thing about it is, it's like I got quiet big dick energy. Like I like I think outwardly, I probably, you know, I'll try to be <laughs> I think outwardly, I try to be like, you know, like humble. I'm quiet. I don't really say much about certain shit. But inside, I'm inside. No matter what it is I'm doing in life, I'm King Kong ain't got shit on me. That's how I feel. Like, that's big dick energy. When you can. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, that's funny. Um, The official Isha. Um, if it's Isha. Isha, if it's Isha, I'm gonna call you Ish. Is that cool, sis? Um, that's funny that you bring up that interview with um Charlemagne, right? Because when I was Googling and looking and searching and checking out all the hashtags and shit, um, the conversation that he had with Issa and Issa bringing up like big dick energy, he Charlemagne was clueless about it because, like I said, it originated with like white people, so it wasn't a black Twitter conversation initially, I don't think. So he didn't know. Cool. And, you know, I think the way that she described it was like confidence, swag, just there's something about you where you low key and you know, like you got it. And I think what she was alluding to is like, you know, you got a big dick. But see, for me, big dicks are like, I mean, you know, in theory, they sound great. Like, yes, big dick. <laughs> right. But in practice, that shit can be tiresome, fam. Like, when you, like, who wants to be married to, like, a big dick? It's like, on them days that, like, you got little dick energy, you don't want to be dealing with a big dick. Like, I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I don't feel like having to stretch myself and my limits to, like, deal with your big dick today. That shit's stressful. Like, I've... I've dealt with people in the past and it's sometimes when they send that text, I'm like, listen, I am like, I read it. I see it. And I'm like, oh my God, that is so dope that, you know, he thought of me, but <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> like not tonight. That's too much. I, I can't deal. Like just give me a meat, like an average size penis with some girth on it. And a man with some big dick energy, like that's good enough for me. Like I don't need like real, like full length girth with like real live, literal big dick energy. I that shit is stressful. I don't care what none of y'all say. Some women will be like, "Yes, send this, sis." Okay, cool. 
I hope that that big dick energy swings your way. Give me the theoretical big dick energy. I need a man with confidence who is secure within himself. Like the only insecurities that I want are the ones that come on Sunday nights at 1030. That's the only insecurity I want in my life. So big dick energy, that confidence, you know what I mean? And I mean, I think big dick energy transcends into like a lot of different shit, you know, the bedroom. I think when you're working on like different goals and things that you're, you're, you know, like, like striving towards like your, your entrepreneurship, wake up in the morning with big dick energy and tackle that shit. Like get that shit done. You got partnerships, you got people you need to reach out to communicate with or whatever the case may be young, like big dick energy and get to it. You know what I'm saying? I like, I think that's important when you set in financial goals, big dick energy. Matter of fact, it's a 45 day challenge, um, that I started, um, a couple of months ago, maybe a couple, like two months ago. And basically what it is for 45 days, you save that dollar amount. So on day one, you save $1 day five, you're saving five day 20, you're saving 20. And at the end of that, you save $1,050 in 45 days, which is not that fucking bad. Because one of the things that I talk about a lot is like emergency preparedness, um, in terms of like natural, natural disasters, um, and other like physical, I mean, you know, civil war, state sanction, violence against black folks. Like you just, you gotta be prepared. And, um, so in my own emergency preparedness and me preparing myself, not only mentally, but physically and also spiritually, like I'm taking big dick energy into that. Like I'm tackling these things with confidence. Like I, like, I got to get it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got to get this emergency savings together. I got to get my, you know, my bug out bag in case of an emergency together. I got to get my, um, what is this shit? I see it in my head. I see the Amazon page. Don't trip. Y'all know Amazon is the devil, but y'all be on Amazon every day. Just like me. Lying say you don't be on Amazon. You do. You're buying your baby shit and your wedding gifts and your boyfriend's gifts and your mama and your baby daddy gifts off of Amazon because that's what I do. And you do it too. We're all a part of the big bad wolf, Amazon. Um, fire safe, fireproof box, safety deposit box. Um, everybody needs one. You need to have a will. If you don't have a will, you need to put that together. You need all your banking information, your insurance information. Hopefully you have life insurance. We live in America. This is a place where you can have insurance on every damn thing, but your health and your goddamn life. Car insurance, rental office will force you or mortgage company will force you to have insurance. You have all this fucking insurance, but no health insurance, no life insurance. And then motherfuckers got to go fund me up. If you you know, at your untimely demise. And of course, if I got it, I'm going to contribute to your motherfucking go for me, but I'd rather not. So with that being said, if you don't have life insurance, I encourage you to get some. If you don't have health insurance, I encourage you to probably go vegan. You'll be all right. <laughs> it don't fix everything, but you know, most of this like dairy and meat and other ratchet shit that we eat 
um, is filled with shit that generates mucus. And mucus, of course, is like the center for a lot of diseases and ailments and stuff that be wrong with the body, right? So, yeah, you don't have health insurance. Do some extra exercise and, like, go vegan. Like, shit, you'll be all right. Pray over it. Get you some essential oils, some oregano oil. Oh, my God. Let me tell you, my sis Erin had been going on and on about like different times where, you know, I had a cold or mucus, you know, <sighs> grabbing hold of my body. She was like, girl, you need to get you some oregano oil. You need to get you some oregano oil. And then I got sick one time and I went to the store and I went to get it. That shit is like $25 on like a good day for the little ass bottle that be like this. Like this is not oregano oil, but it be like this size. But it's the best $25, $30 investment that you can possibly have, right? Because you put that shit in like some tea or some orange juice or something. That's this. This ain't even, we're going to pretend this oregano oil right here. This shit is snapback, okay? You know, Mike Epps got that joke about vinegar being snapback for the put. <laughs> Oregano oil, snap back for your whole life when the flu and all of that cold or whatever be trying to hold you down. I'm telling you, get you some inclination and some fucking oregano oil and watch God work. Yes, sinus. But you know what? I had really bad sinus issues. And when I gave up dairy, they all went away. So, you know, sometimes like when I'm traveling and stuff like that, you know, I might eat um, elderberry syrup. I have heard that that works really good for a lot of ailments. And to like, actually, doesn't it um, uh, boost your immune system? I've heard great things about elderberry syrup. Um, actually, one of my friends, I be seeing her make it. Um, but oregano oil, snapback, right? Yes. Um This hand won't help me with my train of thought, but I think I was talking about emergency preparedness, safe deposit box, fireproof, waterproof. You need that in the house. Life insurance, get you some. A wheel, a living wheel, which is a whole nother thing. Um, Like if for some reason you end up like on life support or, you know, some life threatening like thing happens to you in your living wheel, you need to indicate like what you want to happen you know what i'm saying like do you want to be resuscitated um do you want them to try try it once and not again like you know you can indicate those specific things about what it is you want in a living will those are things that we all need um you need a passport if you haven't left this country you're doing a disservice to yourself when i think about all of the ancestors Frederick Douglass, Mary McLeod Bethune, um, uh, J.A. Rogers, and all of these different, you know, amazing, wonderful luminaries um, in African-American history from the 19th and 20th century. They traveled the world before there were airplanes, fam. They had, like, like Mary McLeod Bethune probably got more passport stamps than me. And y'all know they're going to try to go a few places. That's ridiculous. For them to have seen more of the world and been, you know, out of this country more than us. When we have access, all you need to do is pack you a little bag. You know, we ain't got that much time off from work anyway. Get you a spirit flight. 
Even if it's just to Colombia or Mexico or one of them islands, people talk shit about spirit, but you get what you pay for. And we work our asses off when we have this much money left. So this much money gets you a nice little flight on spirit. Pack light. That's one of those things that Erica Badu told us that she had right. Pack light. Listen, I'm not saying spirit for everybody. If you got big dick energy in your bank account, <laughs> get you a Delta flight, sis. That's what's up. I'm with it. But if your bank account got a little dick energy right now, <laughs> get you a spirit flight. It's all right. I'm telling you, pack light, pack snacks, and go to sleep. You'll be you'll you'll be good. I'm, I'm saying some sometimes you know we want to travel, but we got a little dick energy all up in our bank account. <laughs> you can have big dick energy in your mind. That's what's finna you know get you the passport and you know the trip, all of that. But sometimes that little dick energy that be you know moving behind the spirits of those finances in our bank account. Sometimes they require spirit. And listen, if you can get to somewhere like Fort Lauderdale um, on Southwest for the low, um, you can take a spirit flight from Fort Lauderdale to Cartagena, Colombia for like $80 one way or less. Like, actually, I think I got my, my $80 ticket same day. Thanksgiving to go to Cartagena. Like, I, I got to Fort Lauderdale. I got the hookup. Holla if you hear me. But then from there, I needed a flight. And so I got like an $80 ticket to Cartagena. Shit. It's like, it's only like a two-hour flight. It's really not that bad. It's not bad at all. Pack your little bag. People be trying to make like spirit is the devil. But listen, I think spirit might be one of the only airlines that I could think of where they ain't like beat somebody, um black ass on the plane because then they I think American done beat some niggas over the head I think United has Delta done did some shit wasn't Delta the one who fucked up like the doctor lady that was on the um, plane or something and like some crazy shit you know they all done did some crazy shit I don't think (laughs) Spirit don't have insurance (laughs) listen You got little dick energy in your bank account. Hey, you got to do what you got to do. And I mean, a little, I ain't going to hurt nobody. I mean, how bad do you want to see the world? Like, it's only two, like get a short flight. It ain't got to be a five hour flight. I'm not trying to tell you to fly from like, you know, Maine to LA on Splirt. (laughs) What? Wait, <laughs> travel insurance. I ain't got that type of big dick energy, sis. I'm gonna just keep it real. Ish, I ain't got it. I just gotta roll the dice and pray for the best. But uh, who said, damn, they flying dirty, sis? I know you don't roll dirty one day in a car at least, at least seven whole days. You done had like nine insurance, or maybe you didn't even have your driver's license. That's riding dirty. Sometimes you got to do what you got to do. But anyway, big dick energy. Like, 
not just about having a big dick. It's about having that confidence, that thing about you. You know what I'm saying? The way you carry yourself, the way you get shit done. Transcend that into all the different areas of your life. Set little goals and knock them the fuck out. You know what I'm saying? Like apply big dick energy to that shit. As it replies to as it applies. As it applies to, see a little Hennessy will fix anything. As it applies to the state of your mental health and well-being, apply some big dick energy to that. When's the last time you set some time specifically? Um, nah, that's the end, dog. Straight yak. That's the fact. Straightyak.com. If you haven't checked out my podcast. To all those who are watching on Instagram, um, if you're listening in your ear pods at work, yeah, thank you. That's what's up. Um, mental health. Are you like, when's the last time you showed yourself some love? What have you done for self-care? Apply that big dick energy in protecting your space and setting boundaries, yo. Like for real, like that shit is necessary for your growth and development, um, therapy. If you ain't tried it, get you some therapy, G. Like, you ain't even gonna know you need therapy until you like in the shit. My therapist be, it's like every session she open up like another layer. I'm like, oh shit, damn. I gotta write this down and grapple with this for the next few weeks. Like, she always fucked me up with a question, but they're always important questions that, you know what I'm saying? Help me unlock different things that I've hidden, you know, within myself or, um, that impact my, my life and the things that I do in different ways. So therapy has transcended my whole shit. Right. So I've been working on discipline, which is something that I really struggle with. Um, I've been working on like scheduling, um, because, you know what, like over a year ago, I quit my job. I was working full time. I was working part time. If you know me, you know, I was working Tony Braxton's seven whole day schedule. Right. And I couldn't travel. I couldn't be sick. I couldn't, you know what I'm saying? Like they was just always on me and I was like, oh, it's all good. <laughs> These haters can't, you know, like knock me, but like a little bit of that was just like chipping away at me somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Like I know it was. And so the, like the last few little straws, I was like, y'all got me fucked up. I don't need this in my life. I can go get me a car and drive for Uber and Lyft and have a flexible schedule and travel the world and do what the fuck I want to do on my own terms and work part-time at the library, which is one of my passions. Like I enjoy being a librarian. I fucking love it. You got a question you need help, ma'am, sir? What can I help you with? With the exception of like, never mind. Y'all know the fans be watching. I love my job. I love it. I love my job. I love my job. But with a flex schedule, what that brought me was like extra time that I hadn't had in like three years and some change. And so when I started slipping to that depression, like I was losing whole days. Like if I didn't have to go to my part-time job, I would just be sitting up in my room. Not like Brandy, because if Brandy's sitting in her room, 
uh, I know Sonya Norwood got her working on some shit. I was just up in, I was just up in this motherfucker working on nothing and not even myself. And so therapy has helped me in terms of like setting small goals, being more cognizant about my schedule, being disciplined, making sure I set time for myself, setting goals with a motherfucking deadline. Like I've been working on my relationship, like with my mother and, um, I haven't necessarily worked on that directly with my mother, but I've been working out things within myself as it relates to my mother. And, um, you know how you just be putting shit off, putting shit off. My therapist was like, son, I'm going to need a date because you keep dragging your motherfucking feet. Set a date. Let's get this shit done. Um, and that's that type of big dick energy that I need from my therapist to be like, Hey, I know what the fuck I'm doing. Do you know what the fuck you are doing? <laughs> Let's set this date, boo-boo. Um, and, you know, like my friends, my sisters, my support group, um, everybody, they're pretty good at that. If I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm trying to get these shirts off the ground. They're like, yeah, so um, what date um, you plan on doing that? Um, and that, <sighs> they need to add that to that love language book. Five love languages. Um, what is it? Uh, touch. Mm-hmm. Acts of kindness, um, service. Shit, I don't know. Um, acts of kindness is my shit, I think. I think that's my love language. Touch is probably my last, and I need to work on that in third in therapy. Gifts. Um I'm a gift giver. Um But you know what I, I bet you would like I've been listening to City Girls 28 hours a day. So I'm in the mood for some gifts. You know what? I need to redo that test because my new love language is probably gifts. It's probably gifts. I need a brand new crib just to fucking to. Oh. <laughs> Quality time. That's real cute. Um, But words of affirmation. I don't need your words. I need actions. Uh-huh. Where y'all y'all on it? Look at black people. Yes, yes, black people. Quality time, gifts, um, words, affirmation, service, touch. That's all five of them. They need to add a sixth one. Um, they need to add that sixth one. They definitely do. Um, it's time for me to up. I'm finna. I'm finna do the nigga languages, love languages, cause our shit a little bit different. I think we need to tweak it a little bit. And then everybody on Instagram got a motherfucking book. Princess motherfucking black finna have her motherfucking book too. Look for that soon on blackloudproud.com. Okay, that'll be coming soon. But no, this big dick energy. I'm like keeping up with that thing. Um. All my ideas are great, Dr. Brown on IG. Um, and, you know, actually, you're probably going to ghostwrite my book. I don't know if you want some donuts, some watermelon, or like what it is I have to pay you in, but this is a good idea. I'm feeling this. We're going to apply your big dick energy to my book and get it done. And I'm going to sell books that are bullshit on Instagram as well. Because I got the big dick energy to do it. I'm I'm here for it. Um, but like there are a lot of people in history that have big dick energy. Matter of fact, if I could show you up up on my wall here, 
it's a, I got to update it. It's a um, collage of people. Um, Marion Burry is number one. Um, Ida B. Wells is number two. Ain't nobody got big, big energy like Ida B. Wells. You know what I'm saying? Like people love to put up the, the, like wear those cute little t-shirts that say, um, what is it? Uh, Rosa Parks, nah, or whatever. Before Rosa Parks, Ida B. Wells was on this fucking train. Um, paid her good money, was sitting pretty like the fucking lady that she was, and they tried to remove her from the train. Ida B. Wells was not having that shit. Matter of fact, I think she bit the fuck out of that white man. Like, bit. <laughs> Big dick energy. Ida B for big dick energy. You understand what I'm saying? Confidence, fearlessness, nuts, balls, gall. Big dick energy. Ida big dick energy whales. You understand what I'm saying? Like, matter of fact, like Aretha Franklin, Lord, the queen of soul done got up out of here on our ass. Aretha Franklin, Big dick energy. Auntie said, and they better put my money in my hand. They had to pay her cash before all of her, before any services are rendered. You got to pay R-E-S-P-E-C-T cash to Aunt Retha. I need my money on time. Okay. Big dick energy. What's up, African Huey? I love you. I appreciate y'all for listening or even um, obliging my goofy ass. But basic energy. I want, we got to take that from white people. Because that wasn't theirs to have in the beginning. I'm sure it was probably somebody black or somebody who think they black um, and thought it was something we would say. Because it is. Big dick energy. That's not theirs. White people don't have big dicks. They don't. Like... When you go on Pornhub.com right now, the first thing that pop up on that front page is not big dick energy from white people. It's big dick energy from niggas. Okay. We got to apply that to our lives. We got to walk in confidence. We got to walk with our heads held high. We got to think highly of ourselves. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got the balls. Yeah, you do. You got big dick energy. Get into it. Tap into that shit. Yes, my dick is big. And I'll fuck you and your mama with this big dick energy, okay? Any more questions? Um, but like I said, it trans it transcends gender. It's it's like the new, you know, like having balls. Like, oh, she got balls. Yeah, she got big dick energy too. Um Apply that shit. Think about that shit. Take that shit with you. Write that shit down. Big dick in it. Big. When the bill collectors call you, sis, bruh, use some big dick energy and be like, this is not her number. That's big dick energy because you have the confidence, the know-how. You know how to work they ass. You can't keep calling my phone. <laughs> you can't. You can't be harassing me about bills that I know I'm not going to pay, okay? 
Big dick energy. Apply it. Oh no. Oh hi. May I speak to Princess? I screen all my motherfucking calls. If you are my friend, you better announce yourself when you call them from an unknown number. Even dudes that I be like, <laughs> I give dudes my number, they call me. I'm like, hello. <laughs> I got little dick energy when I answer the phone. Hello. They're like, oh, princess. Um, man, this is speaking. They're like, oh, this is Frank calling from. Oh my God, this is not her number. And I hang up with big dick energy. Don't be calling me, Frank, because I ain't got no motherfucking money for y'all. If I had it, you would have it. Listen, I believe in reparations. I believe in reparations now. I believe I shouldn't be working. I believe I shouldn't be paying taxes. I believe I don't owe Sally Mae. I don't owe Nailnet. I don't owe these motherfuckers. Shit, they owe me. I'm about to change my locks. Nigga, keep the dough. Keep follow me. That's Trina here. Somebody heard that and they like, yeah, Trina, I bet it's been. Yes. You know all the words just like I do. But I don't, I don't, they owe me reparations now and forever. Interest tacked on that shit. Then I need extra money for my emotional pain and suffering. I told y'all I've been struggling with mental health issues. That is on them. All those times that I want to jump off a bridge that don't even exist in my small fucking town or whatever the case may be. All those mental health issues, all that. They owe me for my pain and my suffering. My mama talked to me that way because her father talked to her that way. And probably because his father talked to him that way. His father talked... This goes back to the enslavement of African people. They owe me for my pain and motherfucking suffering. With interest, I need that. They need to take their little dick energy and transfer that into some big dick energy and cut me my motherfucking reparations check. That's what needs to happen. But I don't know why I got into this rant about how I'm not working. I don't owe nobody shit, whatever the case may be. If white people think they got some big dick energy, they need to apply that into a reparations check. That's the only big dick energy they can have out here, okay? That's it. That's all. Pay me. Pay us. Anyway. So, one of my new segments, before I wrap this shit up, is, um, so on Instagram, right? I just get passionate when I start talking about <laughs> reparations. Like, y'all owe me. Like, why am I here? You want me to be there at 9 o'clock in the morning? Why? I shouldn't have to show up anywhere at 9 o'clock in the morning. You should come at 9 o'clock in the morning and bring me breakfast in my motherfucking bed. Somebody should be washing my feet. The royal penis is clean, your highness. I need to be treated and fucking served, okay? We all do. We all do. So if they got any big dick energy, that's what they need to be applying it to what they owe. Pay me what you owe me. And white people are like, oh my God, Rihanna, she has big dick energy. Yes, she does. And don't you be for, for, don't you be for fucking getting it. But my new segment before I get out of this motherfucker is so on Instagram, right? So on Instagram, right? One of the things that I see all the time is this little dick energy everywhere, right? People like we need to recreate Black Wall Street. Um, 
Black Wall Street, Black Wall Street, Black Wall Street, Black Wall Street. When people say Black Wall Street, 9.9 times out of 10, they're referring to um, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, Tulsa, right? And in Tulsa, people keep imagining this whole Black Wall Street, right? But really what they're what they're trying to frame with all this little dick energy, right? Because you can't be framing this in confidence because you off, you're not right. Is that black people were self-sufficient. They had their own schools, stores, banks, libraries, this and that. That wasn't just Tulsa. That was Eatonville. That was, you know, towns in Arkansas and, and Kansas. You want to, um, uh, damn. I'm drawing a whole blank right now. And it's like I can see my 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 visual and written notes on um the Exodus to Kansas or whatever. Um is his name William Trotter? But anyway, bunch of brothers and probably some sisters that are left out of the historical record that you know encourage black folks to move to Kansas from like Southern states like Texas and, you know, like all these different places or whatever. So many black towns everywhere we were prior to the bullshit um, that people like to call integration. Everywhere we were, we were self-sufficient and had our own, quote unquote, black Wall Streets. Right. So people keep wanting to buy up some land and do this. No, nigga, where you live at? I love how black middle class people love to romanticize this idea of black Wall Street. Can we stop it? Because on Instagram, it's getting on my absolute nerve. It is our responsibility to go out in the world and figure out whatever our purpose is. Whether that be a doctor, a lawyer, a plumber, an electrician, a radio personality, a hairdresser, a barber, a housekeeper stay-at-home wife, an astronomer, an engineer, a fucking chemist like Marion Burry, a fucking journalist like Ida Big Dick Energy Wells. Whatever it is that you're supposed to do, you're supposed to bring that back to our community, but no, we love to move outside of that. We want to live amongst the nice things, the white things, the right things, the little dick energy things, right? But no, all we got to do is move into our own communities and start our own schools, support our own black banks, support our own shit, wherever we are. We don't have to go out and purchase some, you know, like piece of land or, you know, some property out in Connecticut where, you know, you can get it for a couple thousand dollars and put up some bullshit. Go find me page where people are actually hustling your dumb ass out of your fucking money on the ideal of Black Wall Street. No, there's no right place or you know like whatever it's wherever we are but we don't even we love to say this type of shit but when we talk about building black wall street we want to build a black wall street where all the people brunch and do all of this shit y'all ain't talking about keisha and pam jim james paul and tyrone y'all want a certain kind of nigga to be in your black wall street but it got to be all of us because that's how we were before doing segregation we all lived amongst ourselves we all used our skills and resources to live and thrive every place we were was a black fucking Wall Street. Period. That's not rocket science. 
but we have these people who don't read, um, who, you know what I'm saying? Haven't done deep reading and study. Don't have a deep understanding of, you know, our history or what's going on around us who just like to talk and watch videos and got the gift of gab. And they start selling us all of this shit and translating it to memes. And we post it and we post it and we share, we share and it sound good, but we're not thinking good. We need to approach reading, writing, understanding, critique, thinking, critical thinking, engaging text, the books, the written word, the ancestors, all of that shit. Be clear. Think for yourself. Big dick energy. You know what I'm saying? Like... Oh, Black Wall Street and this, that, and the third. Like, fam, you're not even trying to build. You don't even know your black neighbor's name. You probably don't even speak to them. Black Wall Street starts when you start to speak to them. When you realize your kids, y'all go to the same school, so y'all parenting up, gathering up, ganging up on whatever school to make sure your kids and all the other kids in the neighborhood have the resources that they fucking need, that they're seen about, that there's someone to advocate for them. That's Black Wall Street. Supporting Black-owned businesses by any means necessary. That's Black Wall Street. I don't know why we have this idea in our mind that, that that was one place, that that was just Tulsa. And more specifically, if we were to go out and carve out those spaces and build our own towns outside of, you know, like all of this pre-existing shit and where we live and learn now, how are you going to protect it? Because when you look back in history at all Rosewood, Eatonville, Tulsa, look at Philly, the move organization in 85 when they decided that you know they want to be self-sufficient and have their own little shit look what happened to them bombs over Baghdad uh, uh. like we don't have we haven't we have everything we need we have not organized and ordered our resources accordingly in our minds the thinkers the doers the innovators the you know what I'm saying like we haven't created that brain trust the people who are knowledgeable in military science and all of these things to even be able to protect ourselves from these spaces and it's just like you know black wall street and free to land and all that shit it sounds incredible but under this current system i could buy land and i could start building but what happens when they want to take it back what can i do nothing because if the government developers who work with the government white people, all of those evil entities, if they want what you have, they will get it. So how do you stand up against that? I don't know. Anyway, this has been the Illiant return episode of Straight Yak, and I've had a blast. Um, If you're listening, nigga, I'll be back next week. And if I don't, well, shit, nigga, I'll be back sometime. Nah, for real. Straight up. Big Dick Energy will be returning next week right here. www.straightyak.com. Tell a friend. To all those that were tuned in on Instagram, I love you and I appreciate you. Until next week, motherfuckers. I'm out. Peace.